You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Là-bas, sur le capot de cette Silver Ghost de 1910, s'avance en éclaireur la Vénus d'argent du radiateur. dont les voiles légers volent aux avant-postes. episode we'll be talking about Serge Gainsbourg and Histoire de Melody Nelson. In the room I have Rob. Bonjour. Ben. And John. Bonsoir. <laughs> Histoire de Melody Nelson is the 1971 concept album by French songwriter uh, Serge Gainsbourg released on March 24th 1971 through Philips Records. The producer was Jean-Claude Desmartin and the genre is rock and avant-funk. And from All Music Review, Jason Antke. You don't need to speak a word of French to understand Histoire de Melody Nelson. One only needs to look at the front cover with its nearly pornographic portrait of a half-naked infant clutching a rag doll. Or hear the lechery virtually dripping from Serge Gainsbourg's sleazy, seductive voice to realize that this is the record that your mother always warned you about. A masterpiece of perversion and corruption. A concept record exploring the story of Anne Gainsbourg's lust for the titular teen heroine. Histoire de Melody Nelson is arguably his most coherent and perfectly realized studio album, with the lush arrangements which characterize the majority of his work often mixed here with funky rhythm lines which underscore the musky allure of the music. Perhaps best described as a dirty old bastard's attempt to make his own R&B love man's record, and it's fascinating and repellent, hilarious and grim, but never dull, which in Gainsbourg's world would be the ultimate and quite possibly only sin. All right, what do we think of Serge Gainsbourg and Histoire de Melody Nelson? It's my first time listening to this, not right now, but this this week. That's cool. What'd you think? I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I, I read the synopsis of the because it's a concept album it tells a story i and i read oh, very loose everywhere i read it said yeah. it's a concept album yeah. yeah yeah and i was trying to find just a literal translation of the lyrics into english so i could actually follow the story and i i couldn't find that uh i got different people's interpretation of what the story is so i i, I get what's going on but i wish i could actually hear that Creepy, I found I found I found one, and I lost it unfortunately on the way over here, and oh, I can't man. seem to find it again. Uh, yeah, I, I'd never heard it before. I, I mean, I knew who Serge Gainsbourg was, and I knew that he was kind of the king of like creepy French pushing into like erotic pornographic music stylings 
kind of guy because the song that he's most famous for was on the album before this one, right? Bonnie and Clyde or Jetem, yeah. yeah. Is that the other one with Jane Birkin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where she's, she's, she is coming. She is basically uh, uh, acting as if having a orgasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but like... Yeah. In French, though. L'orgasm? Yeah. She plays the orgasm on that track. Yes. I mean... And it's not like there won't be orgasms in music later, like in Guns N' Roses or in other things. I mean, but this was probably the the earliest that you've had that where you bluntly, not bluntly, but in a very clear fashion put together the danger and sex of music. There's no innuendo. Right. Yes. Oh, no. It's, 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 it's literal. Yeah, she's having an yes. orgasm. Yes, and it's, it's a very Here is a recording vocals. of a girl that I know yes. having an orgasm. Yeah. And it's 1969, 1970, so it's, yeah. you know. I mean, the French are, 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 are the French. They, 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 they are... Uh, little bit more uh, liberal with how they view uh, sexuality. sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. L'amour. <laughs> Le sex. So the moon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you, they got so, that fucking rocket right in that thing's eyeball. <laughs> from, from what I gather, it's basically like a, like a Lolita style story. It's a Lolita, yes. Uh, absolutely. The, the, well, main I, the main character. The main character. Yeah. When you look more into the cover, it gets grosser I and grosser. I was like, oh, who's that babe? Because it was on my phone. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and you can't see it blown up. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, no. She is but the babe Jane, on the. the she the, is the model age. is yes. Jane Birkin, yeah, and yeah. she's in her mid twenties. Oh well, then that, yeah. that yeah. the model. I, she is. I feel fine, she is then. stylized to look young. The she model is playing a character. Yeah. The character she is portraying is Melody Nelson. Melody Nelson is supposed to be a Lolita character. So it's like a Brazers uh, porn situation. Yes. It's, it's, well, it's the casting couch. It's like. Yeah. She well, just they, turned 18. No, she turned 15, Rob, in this story. Right, but, but <laughs> well, in actuality... I don't know French. But, I know, I'm just saying, just to but, lay it out there. <laughs> but the picture that you're looking at is her at, like, 25. Yeah. In, so we, we have an aqualung situation here. Yeah, not not unlike an aqualung situation, except the, the story apparently is... Uh, he hit a girl with Creep, his car. Yeah, Creeper McCreeperson is driving around in his Rolls Royce, having a great time because he owns a Rolls Royce. Silver Ghost. Silver Ghost, which is a huge fucking uh, machine. Somehow, in his giant monster machine, he does not murder said child. He just knocks her off, off her of her bicycle. bicycle and sends her skirt over her head so he can see her white underpants. And then oh. proceeds to have lit creepy sex with her. Uh, and then she dies in a plane crash. Oh, she dies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't get that part of the story. So, so, so he has the creepy sex with her. And the creepy sex. And, and <laughs> then, <laughs> then she <laughs> la dies. Not, not like one-to-one. It's basically, I hit you with my uh, automobile. They have a romantic relationship. Uh, she tells you, wait, she tells him her name, which is Melody Nelson, which is all you need to know. And then they fall madly in love very briefly. And then he takes her to... Uh, Le Hotel Particulier, which is like a Fanta Suites, where there's a Cleopatra room and a mirror on the roof. Uh, that, that's literally, like, those are actually the lyrics. Mirror like, on the ceiling? Mirror on the ceiling, thank you. Not the roof, because that makes no sense. Who fucks up there? Uh, so mirror I on mean, the ceiling. I if there was a mirror up there. Yeah, but then you'd have to be on, like, stilts to see downward. It's anyway. France. So, <laughs> so uh, you, you say it, I'm not going to fuck up. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. It's a Fanta Suites. I so, will see you at the gathering, <laughs> sir. <laughs> so they go to the hotel. Uh, they bone in the mirror room. Uh, and then the sounds of Anne Melody, which is where she's uh, basically not playing the orgasm, but playing the ticklophone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she 
thematically in the end of End Melody decides to go visit her family in wherever Sunderland is and dies in that plane crash. Is that Cargo Cult? Cargo Cult is the finishing story where he is uh, basically acquitting, uh, 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 sort of uh, paralleling himself to a worshiper in a cargo cult, like trying to call like, her back. So it's like a cult of packaged goods? Okay, so cargo cults, very Amazon. briefly... Amazon, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah right. So he's That's, a Prime member. Right? I, I, I exactly. am a member. I also yeah. am part of the cargo cult. Right. <laughs> Always checking the door for the smiley box. <laughs> I yeah. am smarty pants. We are smarty pants. Do you guys want the stupid story yeah, about yeah. what a cargo yes. cult is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So stupid story of cargo cults, not stupid story, but real thing that they are, which later became very popular in the 60s and 70s, was um, sort of around World War II, the war in the Pacific, uh, cultures that hadn't really been exposed to military airdrops and Western excess, like in Papua New Guinea, w- saw those things. And tribal cultures that lived there, the native cultures, uh, operated on a system where uh, having things was how you gained societal benefit. Like you were the big man, you had the most palm trees, you had the most wives, you had the most goats. And so they started to develop uh, rituals around obtaining goods or wealth from cargo drops. Mm. Uh, and so they even began to do ritualizations of, you know, creating false uh, radios and false airstrips and false airplanes, trying to sort of make a symbology of calling that wealth onto themselves. No shit. Yeah, and so what Serge Gainsbourg is trying to say, I think, is that he misses his so much that because she's dead in this uh, plane crash that he's wishing he can call her back. Wow. So Serge Gainsbourg turns into Robert Downey Jr. from Air America. Yes. The movie from 1990 where he's yes. doing all these drops everywhere. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Yep, yep. It's a, it's a, it's a French version of uh, Operation Dumbo Drop. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, the, then I, now I you get, get it. it. Yeah, I get it. Not, if they would just put the lyrics in the au cargo dans la sirène d'alarme sais-tu et tu restais au hasard des courants as-tu déjà touché ces lumineux coraux des côtes guinéennes où s'agitent en vain ces sorciers indigènes qui espèrent encore en des avions brisés. Gainsbourg's actual real-life romantic partner at the time, uh, French model Jane Birkin, uh, she was the orgasm voice on that tracker you are talking about earlier, which I, uh, je te whatever. How do you say it? It's, it's just je, je t'aime uh, moi. Je t'aime moi. Okay. Uh, she also, she's the voice of Melody Nelson on this album, where she basically only says her own name and giggles, uh, and she is the cover model. She plays Melody Nelson. If you uh, uh, find yourself looking at the cover of uh, Histoire de Melody Nelson and thinking that the cover model is attractive and you're like, oh, I've got such guilt because Melody Nelson's 15, no, she's in her mid-20s and, and she's about to have a baby, so you're fine. Yeah, okay. And Let's talk about the, the music. music? Yeah, 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 the music is great. 
Um, yeah. I mean, I really liked a lot of it. Serge, I don't know how you say it. Serge, Serge, Serge. Serge. Yeah. Uh, the like the the, the drink. Soft drink? Yeah, Serge. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. We're in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. So, sure. so uh, he does sort of a a, a soft. Uh, whisper speak on a lot of the songs and he does sort of sing a bit more on like the ballad of Valdi Nelson and um, some of the other ones you know gets a little bit more into like an actual singing voice but for the most part the part that I really got into was the music not his singing or not his you know ASMR whisper voice but there is some funky shit going on in the bass yeah, man. and the strings like it French funk yeah it's it, it definitely plays into my love of like Stereo Lab and Air, that sort of yep. feel Absolutely. is right up yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that whole lot of air. Uh, the song that we're listening to right now is this um, Ballad to Melody Nelson? No. It's uh, The Hotel. Oh, is it? Man, yeah. We, uh, we're way that, further that along that than I thought. The, the, the bass line on this, I think, is the same bass line as uh, Tomorrow Never Lies from This Is Hardcore yeah. um, for Pulp. Yeah. Um, oh, cool! As a just a, just a callback. Um, yeah, yeah. So much air. Yeah, like the playground the, love. The little fucking acoustic like yeah. stuff for uh, for talkie walkie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Totally. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, John. Uh, I was thinking about it more and more, and I was like, well, wh- I mean, what is this? What does this mean? This is sort of a, a chanson, another chanson sort of performer that we've we've had before. Uh, is it, what's what's he really doing? What's Gainsbourg really doing within this context? Yeah, he does lyrics and things like that, but he was involved within you know the production of the music, how it was to sound, and the background tracks, the way that it's presented is really good. The players on it are are incredible, and just that sort of low key, but very it's like vibe heavy um jazz rock funk you know yeah, just in the background is is really good i could almost listen to this without the vocals i do think that they add something w- within the context of this but at the same time i mean those are without those this would uh, fall apart immediately for me i'm 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 sure that if I spoke French, I'd be able to get more impact from the lyrics. But as I'm not a French speaker, it's the vocals are just another instrument. It's just phonetic sounds to me, and yeah, it, it's pleasant. But yeah, like where where the the beauty for me as an English speaking listener lies is is in the music. I can only imagine if I was if I could speak French and know what he's talking about it probably would add another layer of appreciation to this product Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. as I am monolingual yeah I just kind of have to take people's words yeah I didn't even you guys didn't even say anything about how you felt about the like it being about a Lolita sort of situation. It seems very that, French. It, it, that yeah. doesn't bother me. That, that okay. just seems no, like a very... It, it, it's about right. I, I mean, the, yeah. Serge, like, is a once-in-future creeper. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of laid out there that this is his thing. I'm not... You're writing an autobiography about him called well, The Once-in-Future <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> like, I mean, okay. and I'm not... I'm not his historian or biographer by any means, but, like, the things that I looked up on him... 
you know, first you've got the Jatem song, mm-hmm. and then you've got this album. Now, I want to I want to clarify. He is not actually. Uh, he was not actually a creeper. You're just saying. Oh no, no, the, him, him as a he, as a human being. No, he, he as far as we know, he never he was, engaged in underage yeah, relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to no. put that out there because right. when you're, you're saying he's a creeper, you're uh, actually meaning he's he's sexually explicit. Uh, like, ly- lyrically. lyrically, he's lyrically explicit, and he plays with those themes. He plays with the themes. Okay. He plays with the themes, but I do not believe that he has ever engaged in. I mean, God rest his soul, he's passed. Uh, but uh, I don't think he ever engaged in anything that would be considered morally reprehensible. Okay. Uh, Depending on your morals. Well, I mean, you know, uh, being an old dude hitting somebody on your bike and then having sex with them is probably not an okay thing. Well, I don't think he did that. No, but that's but the I themes of But I bet he did some stuff that my grandmother would frown at. Oh, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. So, uh, my morals, which are very loose. Uh, at which my grandmother would frown. <laughs> yes. But he later had songs called, like, uh, Lemon Incest with his daughter because it's a play on words on, like, the zest of a lemon. Because he loves plays on words more than oh, alleging... Oh, like Lemon Zest? Well, it's L'Incest Citron, which is, like, Le Zest Citron. All right, Serge. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, that's a good joke. But why do you have to allege you're having sex with your kids? But, uh, yeah, no. Um, So, uh, that all being said, because it is just the songs and not the person, I'm cool with it. If it was Mm -hmm. the person, I wouldn't be cool with it. Yeah, okay. Like, I'm not, I don't have a problem with Aqualung. Okay. Yeah, because that was a rocker. Yeah. It was a rocker. Yeah, heckin' catchy. So, Serge's vocal delivery sounds like a pack of cigarettes <laughs> smoking a pack of cigarettes <laughs> and then singing. Like, it, it's so cool. Like, it's it's so fucking cool. Yeah. Shit. I just cussed twice. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Three, times. Three times. Where's my swear jar? We'll bring a swear jar. I mean, but other than Serge's early stuff, like, I don't think that he got really famous off anything other than his, like, Whisper Sings, right? I mean, like, Whisper Sing is kind this of what is, he's known for. I feel like he's a style. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this this is where he he sort of came into a uh, his own in sort of, uh, I don't know, it just it, it's something that hit right with the culture at the time, I feel like. Yeah, it's very late 60s, early 70s. I, yeah. kind, of, I kind of wonder... Sometimes, like I, I really like this album. I'm gonna go out and say it. Uh, I, I've, I know historically, I have flipped right past this album yeah. looking for records. It, it, it hurts the soul. I have seen this <laughs> and flipped right past it, thinking it was some kind of, you know, just like adult contemporary pop Lawrence Welk type shit. Uh, and I won't next time. But oh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, but what what I what I wonder is. How hands-on Serge Gainsbourg is in why this album sounds like this album sounds. Other than, like, the vocal delivery, like, the music of it. How hands-on is Serge Gainsbourg, Gainsbourg or is there someone else back there that's actually composing all this stuff yeah, and not it, getting credit? It's a Jean-Claude, or, sorry, Jean-Claude Venier who composed almost the entire music. Like it's I think, in, it's I think in a I'm cl- a fan of him as much as it Serge says Gainsbourg. in collaboration uh, with him, but for the most part, I feel like he brings in more of the composer side of of things. I don't think that uh, Gainsbourg would have let just anything, you know, pass. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure he was very. He's gonna put his name on it. it. Well, I feel like he he is someone that sort of had a. a 
sort of like a reputation or something that was like, no, I won't accept that this won't, you know, sound like this or had ideas to sort of bounce off. But you're right. I feel like he... He's really... He's like, give me something funky. Yeah. Jean- the man the, the man <laughs> said, give him something spooky. <laughs> yeah. Jean-Claude Vanier is, is definitely the music right. uh, of this <laughs> album. And which is interesting because I feel like it should almost be uh, something that sort his, of you his, have, he, has his name on His it, name or? should be there somewhere. Yeah, and I think the album didn't even list the musicians. Yeah. Like on the... I mean, it does in like the Wikipedia and stuff and you can look it up, but I think there was a long... Yeah. Discussion for a while, like, oh, who plays bass on this? Who plays drums on this? I mean, that that was apropos for the the time with oh, jazz. Yeah. Okay, they I just mean, didn't yeah. credit the players. I did find it interesting too because the the album before this is Jane Birkin and Serge. Like, it's 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 sort of the same situation where it's like her name and his name on on the cover right next to each other, and I feel like yeah, but. Obviously, his name doesn't sell albums. No one's going to be buying it for the arranger slash composer of, of, of this. Right. They're buying it because there, of Gainsbourg. I've seen that album cover. There's yeah. some blank space. It's they true. Can put, they, can, they, can, they can give credit to the guy that wrote the music. Whoever made it this avant-funky deserves a gold star. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I, I appreciate Serge Gainsbourg's style. I appreciate that very much. It, it kind of like when you're thinking of that just kind of like cool, lecherous French style, you're thinking of Serge Gainsbourg. Absolutely. And I appreciate that for as big of a cultural touchstone as it is. That said, as much as I like that as an element of this record, that's maybe 10% of why that I like this record. The other 90% is the avant funk. So who do I like? You know, like, like uh, g- t- give me this person's name. Well, you told me the person's name, but put it on the album, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, throw motherfucker a bone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got some uh, some royalties. Uh, got a pack of cigarettes and a beret. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of which he already had both because he was French. <laughs> no, I think the bassist was Dave Richmond. He was, he was a gift. Oh, all right, all right. do appreciate he has a lot of really good quotes one of my favorite though is ugliness is in a way superior to beauty because it lasts <laughs> i like that so much yeah oh man um uh. yeah also his credits are singer songwriter pianist film composer poet painter screenwriter writer actor and director 
What do his paintings look like? What style does he paint? In? You know what? It's just I don't even know. dongs with lots of I don't, hair. I don't, I don't yeah, <laughs> French, French dicks. It looks like Tarkus. Yeah. I have an idea. for Tarkus. Yeah, I want to see Serge Gainsbourg's like Tarkus uh, efforts that were rejected. <laughs> it's uh, like Serge, we love what you did with the armadillo, but it's got too big of a dong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rob, how do you feel about this? Man, I love it. Yeah, I listen to it. It it's it's really cool. I agree. Uh, I I've definitely blown right past this record shopping before, and and I won't next time. Yeah, full positive. I'll, I'll pick this thing up. Everybody's positive. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 creepy and it's sexy. Yeah. What more do you want? What do, what do you want? <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, I'll go positive on it as well. I just there's something interesting about the delivery, but also having a very tight. It's like his his delivery is. Is just a, a loose story that he's telling you, you know. But at the same time, you got that super tight band in the this back. This is what Shatner was going for. Absolutely, would, I think. I think this, this is this is why I hate those like Shatner. I, I, I wait, wait. actively Do you despise, hate Shatner's like Rocket despise, Man. Yeah, yeah. Do you hate I, Shatner's I, common people. Yeah, I don't like any oh, of no, that no, stuff. Oh, no, no, that's really good. I like Shatner with no. Ben Folds. Yeah. I think it's a good it's a good mix. No, Joe because... Joe Jackson does the hook. It's great. I, I understand it, but I feel like Serge is is doing this, and Shatner is losing. losing Do you me. think that this get with the, same... Drop the zero and get with the hero. <laughs> Do you think that the same album... Are you as cool as you... Ice Him? <laughs> I did. Do you think that this... All 80 <laughs> minutes of it... <laughs> Speaking of minutes, <laughs> 28 minutes long, this album. Not I even, it. I don't think. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Perfect. Less than an episode of Full House, this album <laughs> is. Do you think, though, we, we've all agreed, we like this. Would this album still work if Serge Gainsbourg was, say, British? Singing in English <laughs> in words that you understand. If he was presenting in the same tonality and the affectation of his like, pronunciation. And I could see your underpants. <laughs> but he's not well, doing that. <laughs> and I could see your underpants. <laughs> and I could see your underpants. No. The drawers are showing. No. <laughs> yeah. who, who would be a, a British I mean, actor that I would, could I could, do I could this? hear this, like, if Iggy Pop read the translation, yeah. what I could if, be okay with it. The, 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 the renowned British right. man, Iggy Pop. Well, no, I was just saying another thing. He's not British. How about an Australian named Russell Nick Crow? Russell Cave. Crow. How about Paul Hogan? <laughs> if Paul Hogan did these lyrics, I would I would totally oh, Nick Cave. Out. Absolutely Nick Cave. There you go. Yeah. I hit her with me. <laughs> Rose Royce. <laughs> I think the the allure of the French language helps. It is helps super this sexy. It's oh, it sells the language. Quite a bit. Yeah. You wouldn't hear this in a German language. No, no. <laughs> no. All right, next time we'll be talking about Rod Stewart, Every Picture Tells a Story. Oh, oh that's a great one. All right, thanks, y'all. All right. Ça, c'est l'histoire de... Mélodie Nelson. Qu'à part moi-même, personne n'a jamais pris dans ses bras. Ça vous étonne, mais c'est comme ça. Sam.